Welcome, everybody, to Season 1, Episode 5 of the Scary Savannah and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Brett, and with me, as always, is the lovely Crystal. How are you doing this week, Crystal? I'm great. We're getting ready for Christmas here on Tybee. We had the parade last night. We've got our tree up. Our tree? Well, trees. As in multiple. (laughs) If you see our house, and actually she should just go ahead and post these pictures to our website. She makes this house look like a Christmas wonderland. Except that it doesn't feel like Christmas. It's like 70-something degrees outside, wearing short sleeves. Well, we do live at a beach. so I know, but it was cold last week, and then I put up the Christmas tree, and now it feels like spring. Well, I don't feel like spring here when I'm walking through the house, especially when I go through any room that's on the upstairs level of our house, because you can't walk two inches without seeing either a shiny silver Christmas tree or a shiny pink Christmas tree. Or a ceramic Christmas tree. Although to keep us in the vein of haunted and scary things, she has some of the most frightening Christmas decorations I've ever They're seen. They're like from the 1960s and 50s, and the Santa faces are a little bit scary. And my youngest daughter hates one of them in particular, and it gives her nightmares, and she wants it gone. And I believe that one of the Santa figures actually is haunted, because <laughs> I think one time, it's the type you plug up, and it has a candle, and it waves it around, and... Its face clearly wants to suck your soul out. And the dog does not like that one. She is not a fan. Not a fan. I didn't get it out this year, though. I left it in the garage. (laughs) I'm sure it'll just show up in our bedroom (laughs) one night. I'll wake up and it'll be floating over the bed. Oh, no. I hope not. You can find us on the web at www.scarysavannahandbeyond.com. Also at www.scarysavannah.net. If you'd like to give us a call, leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. You want to give us story requests or have corrections or just anything you'd like to say. We may even play it on our show. Our phone number is 912-406-2899. Once again, that's 912-406-2899. If you call that number, it's going to go right to voicemail. So don't be scared. You don't have to talk to me. I know I'm intimidating, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can also like us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look up the username at Scary Savannah. And also we're launching our Patreon page, which is where you can go to help support the podcast for small donations. You don't have to do it, but we would greatly appreciate anyone who did. There are going to be benefits, right? Yeah, and the lowest level starts out at $3 a month, so that's you'll get a shout-out on the show. And if you donate more, you'll get a sticker, a mug, things like that. T-shirt. So just check that out, yeah. It's going to be some cool stuff. You can find us if you go on to patreon.com, and that's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Scary Savannah. So we're going to go ahead and tell you about this week's episode. We interviewed one of my friends, Scott Siegel. Why is and- he your friend? Well, he's our friend, (laughs) and I I just say he's my friend, but he is both our friends. So I met him. I, As I said in a previous episode, I'm a musician, and my band would play around the Savannah area, and he runs a website called Savannah Jams. And what he does is he goes around and takes pictures of bands, interviews bands, and tries to connect the music scene here. He does a very good job at it, and you can check his site out, look up Savannah Jams. 
And he's on Facebook at Savannah Jams. Yes, he is. So the interesting thing about Scott is that he was a haunted tour guide in the city of Savannah for 13 years. Yeah, and he also works now at a haunted um, bed and breakfast called the Forsyth Park Inn. Yes, and it's supposedly one of the most haunted places in Savannah, although I do feel like I say that about everything. Everybody says that about everything, but it is haunted. He has had actual experiences there, so he's going to tell us about that. Yeah, and it's it's a really neat story. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce everybody to Scott. How are you doing, Scott? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. How are you? We're great. Doing great. Yeah, so he he was uh, crazy enough to come watch us play more than one show, and so uh, you know he, <laughs> Wait, he seemed you, like you used to be in the band. What, what's up with that? That's that's uh, <laughs> right there. We're sort of taking a hiatus right now. Taking a little break. So, yeah, just taking a little time off. We got a little burnout. It was from, a long summer. Yeah, we were playing right. like three, four, five shows a week, not getting got, home till three a.m. Yeah, for playing a lot of shows. So yeah, we did, and it was just. It was killing me. I'm I'm too old for that, man. So yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, maybe next year we'll we'll get back into playing something. But I, but yeah, uh, Scott uh, has has his own thing, Savannah Jams. You can check it out. He uh, does a lot of interviews and photography with local bands. It's a really interesting website. So check it out when you get a chance. And Scott has history with the paranormal here uh he has been in the past a haunted tour guide in savannah is that right scott that is correct for 13 years wow yeah yeah king tours uh carriage tours and house tours all right Well, well scott are you uh are you originally from savannah no I'm from uh, Northern Virginia, just outside of D.C., from uh, Mount Vernon, Virginia, just like George Washington's house. Uh, what brought you to Savannah? I uh, came down to go to SCAD, uh, yeah, for Savannah College of Art and Design. I'm uh, currently on the, I don't know, 25-year plan, I think. So, <laughs> it all. I see turn- a lot of tour guides are actually SCAD students. <laughs> yeah, so... So that's that's what brought me down here. And my I got uh, a girl my in one of my classes in two thousand four or five. She uh, she was doing tours, and she uh, you know was like, "Hey, anybody want a job?" And so I, I needed some money at the time. And, and uh, for thirteen years, I did the exact same route that she trained me on. I never never differentiated once. Oh, wow! Then I bet you know those stories well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That that is uh, pretty interesting. What? So, what was that route? What uh, What did you cover? And uh, just just uh, briefly. Well, I mean, I, so basically, the main route is just a loop. Um, I I would start in Johnson Square, uh, which is the first squares, as you probably know, um, and uh, with Nathaniel's Nathaniel Greens. Uh, you know, he's buried in there, the big monument. Um, and I would just go down Bull Street. Uh, pretty much just to Oglethorpe and, uh, would duck over to the cemetery. And then I would go up Abercorn, uh, to Reynolds Square and just duck back over to, to, uh, Johnson Square. That, that was, that was, uh, for, for history tours, I would go, go farther down, um, you know, to the park and then come back up for the ghost tours. That was pretty much the route right there. Okay. So did you, uh, so they, they basically, I guess, gave you some educational information to start with. Did, did you add to that as you were uh, tour guiding over the years? Yeah, they did. They, uh, but I don't think they do it anymore, but back when I started, you had to take, you had to get certified as a tour guide. Um, and, uh, so you had to take like 150 some 
you know, question uh, about the history of test about the history of Savannah. Um, but just mainly just the history, nothing about, you know, the ghosts and then, uh, to, you know, for the ghost stories, then they basically, you know, some, you know, I've seen some, I don't really remember exactly what it was for me. I think it was just my friend, Alicia, uh, whose, whose route I copied. Um, I think those were just kind of like the basic standard stories. Uh, and then over the years, I, I kind of picked some up on my own, either via, you know, other guides or, um, you know, maybe some books, uh, that I'd seen, but for, for the most part, they, you know, I think Savannah has just a set of like, you know, a few standard stories. Like I'm sure you've heard of Alice Riley and the hanging tree. And Yeah. We actually did that on our first episode. That was one of the ones that we did that in the Sorrel Weed House. And, uh, I, I worked actually at the Sorrel Weed House. I worked there for a few months. Um, so yeah, there's a few like standard stories, you know, Chief Tamachichi, uh, stuff like that. And then, you know, if you do it for a few years, like, you know, more than a few years, like I did, you'll start to learn, you know, pick up some more stories along the way. Okay. Well, that, that is pretty interesting. So I have to ask this, uh, since you did it for 13 years, what is the craziest thing you experienced in your time as a haunted tour guide? <laughs> Crazy to say. I thought you were going to ask me if I've ever seen a ghost. Well, Did that, you see that, Alice Riley? That was going to be another question, but we'll, we'll do the craziest <laughs> thing first. Doesn't necessarily have to be a ghost. Just the <laughs> craziest thing that happened to you. I was going to retort that they don't make appointments. That was going to be my bad joke. Um, <laughs> they, my jokes get worse too. They do, <laughs> um, but they really don't. They don't make appointments. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that would happen to me would happen when you least expect it. Um, you know, and over the years, I'm, you know, I've, I've met, you know, people with the sixth sense and the, you know, the extra sight that can, you know, kind of in tune to the other side and, and they'd say, oh, you know, it's not going to happen if you want it to happen. It would always be when you, when you least expect it. Um, but as far as crazy, so I never saw a ghost. I never saw an apparition. Um, but I, you know, I had seen, you know, doors swing open, lights flicker on and off, uh, tons of orbs and photos, um, uh, you know, it felt cold spots. Um, so I don't know if I could pin down, I actually was trying to think, cause I thought you might ask me a, qu- a question like that. I was trying to think about it. I don't know if I can recall one thing in particular, um, you know, a, a lot of there was one time at Colonial Park Cemetery. Uh, I was telling a story, and uh, all of a sudden, oh, so, you know, a lot of times uh, cameras would die, or you know, cell phones would be fully charged, and then they would die, or, or cameras would be the batteries would be fully charged, and then they would just die. Yeah, and you know, two minutes later, it comes back on, you know, full power. Um, but there was one time at the, I would stop right at, you know, the big gate right there, the daughters of the American revolution, big gate with like the big Eagle on it. Yeah. On the so I would stop there, you know, the majority of the time in 13 years of giving ghost tours, the cemetery was only open twice at night. Mm-hmm. They normally close it at sunset and, um, 13 years was only open twice. So, um, this one night in particular, um, it, the cemetery wasn't open, but I would always stop right there in the corner to tell my story. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, the camera started dying and we just felt this really cold. I mean, you, you know, you've, you, you've been in Savannah a while, you know, that, you know, it's a, it's a big temperature difference if you are 
walking in the sun or if you go under like a canopy of live oaks you know it's the temperature you know you know changes a little bit kind of drops a little bit um it's kind of like a natural canopy um and this was like that except for the temperature dropped from like 75 at night you know it, it felt like it dropped to like 50 degrees i mean it was like almost instantaneous so, and so it was, definitely wasn't a natural occurrence is what you're saying you know i, I <laughs> sometimes other guys guides would say oh well that's the coldest part in the cemetery and i'm like well it makes sense because it's a big open space i mean of course it's going to be <laughs> you know fairly cold yeah. there's you know but yeah no it definitely was was uh was out of the ordinary, you know, and, um, you know, sometimes certain people or I would experience something that somebody else wasn't experiencing or somebody was experiencing something that somebody else on the tour or myself was not experiencing. But this was, uh, it was a fairly small group. I, I remember it was maybe about, you know, five or six of us. I mean, it, it wasn't a big group at all. Um, and, uh, everybody noticed it. And, um, then after about lasted, maybe I'd say maybe about five minutes. I mean, I'd felt cold spells like that before, but this was probably one of the longer ones. Uh, and then all of a sudden it, it, uh, went away and the, uh, cameras came back on. So, wow. So (laughs) so were you, um, were you ever freaked out by anything on any of your tours? Um, yeah, I mean that, Stuff like that. I mean, that didn't bother me too much. I mean, um, like I said, you know, it, things like that would happen when you least expect it. And then, you know, and then you're like, afterwards, you're like, oh, that was kind of cool. You know, like out of, you know, doing this for years and then something like that happens, you're like, hey, it's kind of, you know, it finally happened. Um, as far as being freaked out, uh, let's see, there was one time, uh, you know, the, the uh, restaurant Husk? on Oglethorpe street, like in between Whitaker and bull street. Well, that actually, that to me and to many other tour guides is considered the most haunted house in Savannah. Forget the house, forget, you know, all these other ones that it used to just be known by its address, 12 West Oglethorpe. Um, and it was, I think Husk just came, you know, maybe like what, two, three years ago, something like that. Uh, it's on Oglethorpe in between Whitaker and Bull Street. It's got a distinct white awning that kind of curves out. And yeah. it literally 12 West Oglethorpe I on it. I pointed it out a lot of times because, like you said, it says 12 West Oglethorpe on the awning. I, I had never heard that that was one of the more. Everyone you always talk to always says Moon River is the most haunted place in Savannah. At least the mm-hmm. the the calm, you know, the, the, the general knowledge that you'll see on the Internet and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, and you're right. I mean, it go, there's like a you know kind of with like the standard stories, you know, um, or fundamental stories of Savannah. You know, there are a few spots like Moon River that is um, that are considered, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's Twelve West Oglethorpe. Um, the, I'd say probably about eighty percent of all the weird stuff that ever happened on my tours would happen. It was uh, burnt down. It was. Uh, I think the story behind it was. Let's see. There, you guys know about the great fires and the, and the yellow fever pandemics yeah uh, if you if you want to do a short recap feel free to uh well god you're really testing my knowledge yeah what what day of the week was it yeah. well i think 1820 was like the worst year down here there was uh, i think there was a hurricane there was a great fire and yellow fever that year and it was there was a doctor named dr henry brown 
who uh, who was living there. He was there with his family, but he was helping out children. He was like a children's doctor uh, who had yellow fever, and he basically accidentally infected uh, his family with it, and they died. Mm-hmm. So out of out of regret, he he bricks himself up in like in the main bedroom, which is like now a dining room. Wow. Uh, and uh, he basically starved himself to death. After that, I think it was an Elks Lodge at one point. If you're ever walking over there, you can look down and it says BPOE, a big brick, marble brick in the sidewalk. It stands for Benevolent Protective Order of the Elks. Yeah, it was an Elks Lodge for a while. And then it was pretty much the 80s. It had been just, you know, abandoned and just derelict. And, you know, there was a fire. It had a big grand ballroom in the back. And actually, if you go into Husk, they have a huge ballroom in the back with this, you know, big bar. Uh, really, really beautiful. But that had all been burnt down. And there was a fire there. A homeless guy set a fire there, I think, in 2011. Mm-hmm. And it burnt down. Um, so, I mean, basically, you know, I'd been in there by myself. You know, there's a couple of times when I was drinking and I would, you know, be walking home and, and uh, you know, get the balls up and say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to go in this haunted house with nothing but <laughs> myself, you know, and I get enough courage, I liquid courage, you could say, you know, and. <laughs> So I would, or sometimes if I was on a date, I would bring a girl there to try to impress her. How'd that work? Uh, you know, you know. <laughs> another, that's I guess it another depends episode. on if she's in the ghost. Yeah, that's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. They, uh, so, you know, but I, I can honestly say it's the creepiest place I, I'd ever been in my life. I mean, just imagine just a rundown, any, you know, any movie I've ever watched with just an abandoned run down, you know, 1800s house. That's exactly what it was like in there, you know, exposed wallpaper, um, you know, pipes, uh, going up, you know, from the attic down to the basement, you know, the boiler room, just, you know, crazy stuff like that. Um, and, uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, I would have people on, on the tour that were, uh, you know, had the, had the sixth sense they would get a, you know, sometimes they wouldn't even, we would come around the corner and walk into the house and they would just stop. And, and I would say, you know, are you okay? And they, they were like, I, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I, I don't want to go near it. Um, we would have dogs that would uh, not even bark at it, just kind of not even go up to it. Um, we would have psychics who, who said that they could hear children screaming from it, who just got this like sense of dread from it, um, who would claim to see, uh, you know, reflections in there, a, a ton of orbs. I mean, just a ton of orbs. Uh, pretty much it was guaranteed any photo you took uh, around there, you would get an orb in it. Um, orbs, you know, around myself, me, like engulfed in a big orb. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, so one of the craziest things about, okay, so the, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm drifting off from the question. Oh, uh, you're but, warming uh, up now. I, I can feel it. <laughs> Yeah, so see now it's coming back to me. I haven't thought about this stuff in a few years. So one of the cra- one of the creepiest things that did happen um, when I first was training for it. I remember apparently, and I, I think they have it now. They used to have this grand staircase in it, um, but it was burned down in one of the fires. People would walk up to it. I would kind of like uh, you know talk to kind of set up the intro, and then I'd say, "Hey, who wants to go and take a look?" And, half the people would be brave and they'd come up and take a look and the other half wouldn't want to take a look in there. And this happened early on. I mean, like 2005, 2006, you know, just the first couple of years, people would look in it and they would say, Oh, that's, you know, 
that's a beautiful staircase in there. And I would say, well, what are you talking about? They said, right there, the staircase right there. There was, there was no staircase there. They would see see the residual after effect of the staircase in there. And there was no staircase that's in there. Crazy. That's really crazy. Wow. So, yeah, it sounds like we need I, to visit this place. And, and it's a little <laughs> weird that we've been on so many, we have been on so many haunted tours since we lived in Savannah. And I've never heard one person say anything about this place Mm-mm. before. I, that's the. I mean, the only thing I can think of is now because it's a restaurant and people, you know, and it's not really like on the main route, you know, like the main route is kind of like I did, like, you know, Bull, Bull Street and Abercorn. That's like a main loop. But that's it. That's funny. You, you, um, you hadn't heard about it. But yeah, so that was one of those times that would really kind of creep me out and say, like, wow, you know, like people like I wouldn't even mention it. Yeah. And people go up there and tell me that. And that's how I knew I was like, that's real. Like people are actually you know, seeing this, um, one time, uh, th- this is a, a funny thing. Uh, one time I, I walked up there and cause I would set up the intro and then I would go up and I would look, or sometimes I'd like stick my hand to the mail slot just to kind of freak people out <laughs> and, as a good tour guide would do. Exactly. You know, and I would, I remember one night I got up there and it kind of had you, you, uh, if you go to it, you walk in the front door and I had like a little foyer, like a, just a, you know, like a tiny little foyer. And then it like opened up into the main area. And this one night in particular, I I was doing that. I was like, Hey, come on. Okay. I'll go up. And, you know, I did the intro and then I said, Hey, I'll go up and I'll, I'll look in first, you know, and then you guys come. And I got up there and I, I swear, I thought I saw the apparition of Henry Brown because there is this, and this is going back even further, even before I was a tour guide. And I'm, I'm curious to see if you could find it on the internet now. There was a famous picture on the internet of, um, that somebody had taken on a tour and it was like the apparition of like a half formed body, like kind of like coming out of the wall. Um, yeah. And, uh, I thought that I saw, I was like seeing that, <laughs> you know, and you know how like, you know, like Scooby-Doo cartoons where, you know, Shaggy would see a ghost and like, you know, their knees would get weak and like they would faint. That's, that's what happened to me. <laughs> like I, I thought, oh my God, after all these years, I'm finally like, like Scoo, we got to get out of here. Yeah. And I backed, I was, I like backed away from it and my knees got weak and I, I almost fell and then it took like five seconds for me to actually like comprehend that that's not an apparition. It's a shadow coming out of the, you know, so that, that really bothered me, but that was an interesting, but yeah, I mean that I'm telling you, do some research into that place because, and I could actually send you a lot of photos, um, uh, from, uh, from that place as well. It was always fun to have psychics on the tour, uh, you know, seeing them stop and not want to walk up to a place or did you ever see them uh, assuming that they didn't know the stories beforehand i mean since you know the area really well and the stories tied to everything did they ever say or do anything that might have corroborated some of the stories that you were telling yeah you know it, it, it's 12 west Oglethorpe. i mean it, i mean first off having done it for so many years you could tell when you know, you could tell when people were having a genuine reaction, you know, you could, you could, you could differentiate between a husband just trying to mess with his wife or scare his wife or, you know, a boyfriend scaring his girlfriend or, you know, parents trying to scare their kids. You could differentiate that between somebody actually having a a frightened experience. You know, you could kind of just gauge, gauge that over the years. I learned to kind of see what was genuine or what was not. And so, yeah, when stuff like that would happen, uh, I would, 
you know, I could tell that they were genuine. Um, a lot of times, you know, I, I was a pretty personable tour guide. I mean, just a side note for any other tour guides you might have <laughs> on this, uh, uh, even though I've been out of the game for about five years, I noticed that, uh, you know, I see a lot of tour guides like walking ahead of the guests and like, that was never me. I would always walk with my guests. I would always interact with my guests uh, while I was on tour to make it as personable as possible instead of just, hey, follow me, guys, and just walking. You know, I just hate it. That's what you I, should do. I mean, it, it's all about an experience, you know. So beforehand, I would really kind of, before we started the tour, I would just really, you know, or if we were waiting on another guest to arrive, I would really chat them up. And, and you know, most of the time they'd say, well, you know, I'm, I have the six cents or this. And so they would let me know ahead of time um but to answer your question as far as you know they would corroborate corroborate what i had heard i think that was your question um yeah especially there you know to, to hear people talk about they feel the sense of dread about like children dying and to know that children died there yeah um you know so you know stuff like that or to you know, say, oh, I feel the the you know the dread of a of a parent losing their you know a, a daughter or son. You know, when they would say that, it would um you know I would know. Oh, wow, there that's that's genuine. You know, and that, uh, and that has to be at least a little spooky when some of that stuff would go on. You know, like oh, you know, maybe there's something more to this stuff. You know, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it you know, and I mean, I hate to disappoint you. I mean, it, I mean, definitely yes. I, oh, I that's no disappointment, none at all. What what I mean by by that is that. Over the years, at least for myself, um, you kind of become numb to it all. I mean, for 13 years, I mean, that's a long time, you know, night in, night out. Um, you kind of become numb to it. You kind of just like, you know, you're telling these stories and uh, you kind of just like, you t- you kind of take them for granted if that's kind of, a, if that makes sense. It's just like, you're like, oh yeah, it's, or just like at the end. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, we're haunted, and you kind of like chuckle and kind of brush it off. That that's kind of how I, how it became. Yeah. Over the because everything know, here is haunted, you know, whether it, whether or not it is, it's haunted. So. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, but I mean, but you know, times like that where you knew it was genuine, yes, of course, it was. You know, yeah, it was freaky. <laughs> you know, and it, it kind of, you know, you kind of think about it afterwards. So, you know, most nights I just, you know tour would end and hey go get a drink or you know but i mean there were there was occasional nights like you know nights like that where you would think like wow like they 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 actually had it and you kind of have this feeling of justification afterwards you know even though you didn't do anything you know it was just like like you said they kind of corroborated the you know these stories and and even though most of these stories are hearsay they're all hearsay at this point you know um Sometimes you would get that and you would say, well, okay, maybe there's something to, to this, you know, maybe all the, you know, all of these tales, maybe they're not all bold. Maybe they, well, I'm saying you did, you did do a part. You facilitated that by, you know, guiding them around. So you, you were definitely a big part of that. Did you wear a costume? No. (laughs) (laughs) I always loved the costume. Yeah. We, we had some of those tour guides are dressed up in uh, colonial garb and stuff of that nature. One of them Uh, had a, gas lantern with an actual gas lantern lit which was pretty cool had it on his belt yeah he didn't set anything on fire though i was extremely disappointed no there would have been another great fire (laughs) yeah that was probably jamie caskey jamie caskey there's a couple of the really old school uh guys Uh, if you know the name jamie caskey he owns cobblestone tours yeah 
Um, he so he and he's written a few books. Um, so he is one of the old school guys. His company they would dress up. Uh, I don't know if he does it anymore, but he, you know you'd see him out and about dressed up as like Civil War soldiers. Yeah, um, it, it's been a few years since we had him, and he was actually really good. He's one of the best we had oh, had. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he, and the funny thing is, he's a musician too. So the tour we took with him at the end of the tour, he was done, and then so he went to one of these uh, these Irish pubs. On, yeah. I don't remember what street it's off of. He's like, I play mandolin. And somehow he found out I played mandolin too. So we went yeah. there after the tour and we sat there and, you know, had a drink with him and he got up and played mandolin at an open mic. Oh, and it wow. went just about as well as every open <laughs> mic I've ever yeah. been involved with. So <laughs> it was fun. Not, not his ability to play, but just the experience of an open mic. Sometimes it could be a little sketchy. You know what I mean? Oh, one second. I, ironically, I have two black cats and one is trying to cross your path. Okay. <laughs> No, I, you know, I've been here 19 years and I was very superstitious, always have been growing up to the point where I would see a black cat and I would do, you know, in Savannah, it's so easy. I mean, we're, we live in a grid system. You just take a right or a left to where you need to be. Yeah. So I would just slam on the brakes and just go down an alleyway or something. But it wasn't until a couple of years ago, I was dating a girl and then we, we got a, a little black cat and broke up and I got stuck with her. And then <laughs> recently I adopted a, a new little one. His name is Papusa Miles Coltrane. Oh, that's cute. What a very jazz name. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're, uh, that, that's interesting. You're very superstitious, but yet you still did ghost tours for 13 years. That I, seems I, a little conflicting there. Thir- the magic number 13, right? <laughs> yeah. Got to be done now. Seems like you'd have stopped at 12 years, 11 months. <laughs> you know? But yes, it was, but to, to go back to you really quick about the costumes, um, so yeah, I didn't do that. I, so I, in 2009, I started my own company. I, I was working for a company called America, but they were based out of Charleston and I was the manager and then they kind of dissolved and then the owner um, kind of set me up to do my own thing. So I, I said, you know, no tours on Sundays. It wasn't a religious thing. It's just, I didn't want to work on Sundays and no costumes. So, <laughs> um, so that was kind of good for, for myself, but yeah, Jamie, did that uh cobblestone tours and then i don't know if you heard of shannon scott oh i love shannon scott he's yeah. amazing six cents so that was actually the first uh he one of uh in 2003 i was going to scad and one of my classmates was a guide for him and this, i don't know if he still lives on jones street but i don't know if you knew but he lived on jones street in his whole house like his brownstone was like a haunted like kind of thing and he would like have tours in there Oh, yeah. His house is still like that because me and Crystal uh, actually well, went there. He doesn't there. live there anymore. Oh, he doesn't live there. He doesn't live on Jones Street. Okay. In Chernow. Yeah. And, but yeah. the house still yeah, looks like I would uh, be scared to sleep in that house. Like, I told yeah, I was okay. like, I could not sleep in here. I, I remember, you know, being on that tour. That was the first ghost tour I ever took oh. um, here. And I remember being on that tour and he was like, this bed or this chair had been possessed. And I just was like, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, his house reminds me. Uh, we just went to the Zach Baggins Museum, Zach Baggins, I'm sorry, Museum mm-hmm. in Las Vegas for haunted um, artifacts and, and things I of that it. nature. And it sort of uh, it sort of reminded me of Shannon Scott's house. Um, yeah. He's got a lot of stuff like that. It's actually really cool, you know, if you're yeah. into the macabre. But it's uh, he he is a uh, he's a master storyteller. I'll give him that. Okay, so also Scott's got a little information about his time at the uh, Sorrel Weed House, don't you? Yeah, um, it was uh, 
was short stint, just a few months uh, back in the summer of 2015. Um, and I, I worked d- just daytime tours, so not the ghost tour, but I, I had taken the ghost tour a couple times. But as far as just you know, personal experiences, uh, I'm, you guys have been in the house before, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so the basement, obviously, is you know where... You know, the ghost tours with those, you know, original brick, Savannah Gray bricks in the bottom, you know, where the doctor had his his office down there. Um, That, you know, that was kind of creepy, you know, having opening up the house in the morning and being the first one down there to turn the lights on. That was a bit creepy. I bet it was. Uh, They they told us, I think, the story in that room. Well, not the doctor's room, but that bigger uh, open area near the fireplace said that they have a story about a large shadowy man, I think, or yeah. a shadow Seven figure or something. Yeah. Um, and then I've heard that. And then also the, you know, the, the, uh, was it the wife threw herself, you know, flung herself out the window and, yeah. and died in the courtyard because of the, the slave. And then they hung the slave and the Molly, I believe is her name. Yeah, yeah. That, that's correct. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of, you know, I, w- I would always hate, you know, uh, like, hey, Scott, go turn the lights on. I'd be like, hey, let's <laughs> get the newbie. Here. Hey, newbie, here. get over there. Turn the lights on. Yeah. We're going to stand I, outside real far away. So on the yeah. daytime tour, did you just do like the history of the house? <clears throat> yeah, it was just the history of the house. Um, but, uh, you know, I and if they, I'm, I'm sure they told me some, you know, personal ghost stories. I, I don't recall, but I have been in the house uh, on the ghost tour a couple times. And so, uh, one, I do have a, a particular story. So one particular story is when was in fall of 2012, I was dating a girl and we, um, I think it was her birthday and, uh, we, we went there for her birthday and we went to the house and you know how I had mentioned that sometimes, you know, in a lot of photos you see orbs floating around and, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of them would be in, in, I'd be like engulfed in an orb. I don't know if it was because I was the person talking at the center of attention. You know, I, I don't know why, but this particular night, um, we got the photos, but you know, it was just cell phone uh, photos. And I swear, I'm not exaggerating, in all the photos I took, maybe about, you know, 10 or 15, um, my head was scratched out. <laughs> it didn't like you. Yeah. And I- <laughs> Did, did you did you by chance keep those photos? Uh, yeah, I could probably maybe I might be able to. I'll go through and see. If you but can like, dig them up. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I mean, like just you I mean, know, not like, that I want to see your head scratched off or anything. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, and I I say scratched out of like streaks, like just like like somebody like just you know taking a pencil just like over in over my head in all the photos. It was like. Uh, yeah, so that kind of that bothered me a little bit. Is that why I you stopped working there? <laughs> no, no, this is before. This is a oh, few years before. before. Yeah, but oh, so I that was made like, you want to work there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't end well with the girl. I oh. mean, but you know, but yeah, so but that that was maybe creepy. that was a sign. It could be, yeah, it could be. So currently, you are employed by the Forsyth Park Inn. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. And that is one of the more haunted locations in Savannah, as I've been told. It is. Yeah. It's, you know, it's farther down. It's on the corner of, uh, of West Hall and Whitaker right there, literally right on the park. Um, so personally as a tour guide, like I said, I didn't make it down that far. Um, I don't 
I didn't hear much about it when I was a tour guide, except for through books. I think it actually might have been one of Jamie's books that I had heard about it. And I believe one time years ago, I may have seen something about it on the History Channel. You know, when they would have uh, you know haunted history Savannah or something. Um, but it wasn't a well-known, you know, I mean, it wasn't like a, a as well-known as like, uh, you know, Alice Riley or the, the old Terrell Weedhouse, but, it, but it, you know, it, it was fairly known. Um, so the, the main story uh, is about Lottie. She was the niece of, uh, so the, the house was built in 1893 for Aaron Churchill. He was a captain uh, and uh, he, him and his uh, wife, they took Lottie in. I, I, I don't exactly know what happened. Uh, her, she was an orphan, and I, I'm not exactly sure. But anyway, long story short, Lottie uh, lived there from the time she was a child till uh, her teenage years with her uncle Aaron and and her aunts. Um, and so, the story goes: uh, one night, Lottie. Uh, you know, caught them, uh, caught Uncle Aaron uh, with another woman. Um, and so Lottie, you know, didn't like that. So she chose to poison the woman with oleander. Um, logical. I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, we go from that to murder. Exactly. You know? Well, we got Very all kinds Savannah. of, uh, we got a lot Savannah. of oleander around here, right? So, yeah. yeah. Well, that side note, I had no idea that oleander was poisonous. So, now I know. Yeah, it definitely uh, is. Don't drink the <laughs> don't oleander tea. <laughs> yeah, so now I know. But anyway, so now there's a twist on this, though. Um, uh, do you guys know this story, or do you not know this story? Or I, I, I read about it very briefly, but I, I sort of wanted to hear it from you. So. so, yeah, so the twist on it is that the woman that she poisoned that she caught was actually her real mother. Well, that is uh, a twist. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. I don't know why. But he was... Uh, uh, involved with her real mother and she did not know that because she um you know had been orphaned um so she went crazy <laughs> she ended up at a few insane asylums up in virginia and that is where apparently she died um i think the last known record of her was in the maybe the 30s or something like that okay um and that that photo that i sent you um that that you used uh, that you posted on Facebook. I saw Lottie is on the left. Uh, I believe she was fourteen at, at the time. Uh, I think the woman in there was her her aunt, not you know obviously um, not the woman who um, was her mother. And uh, so that's that's the story. Um, now, as far as personal experiences, and uh, I have I've only been there four months actually. Um, going in, starting my fifth month uh, this week, and uh, I have started to, uh, I guess, gain the uh, attention of Lottie the last few weeks. Oh, yeah. Lottie has been interacting with me. Uh-oh. So, oh. does she yeah, so, uh, follow you home? Does she bring you tea? <laughs> no, 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 she doesn't follow me home. Um, so, so some, so let me tell you some of the just general things that she does, and then I'll tell you my personal experiences. So. She is, uh, you know, she, her ghost is of when she was like 14. Um, I don't know how old she was in that photo that I sent you. She looked a bit, a little bit older than 14. Um, she, her ghost is apparently 14. Our chef, Miss Rosa, she has the sixth sense. Um, she has seen Lottie in the parlor. So every morning we have a, 
a breakfast in the parlor and she has walked in the parlor and seen Lavi sitting at a table clear as day. And, you know, uh, I asked her the other day, I said, Miss Rosa, well, you know what? It didn't freak you out. She said, Oh no, no. I, you know, I've, I've, ha- I've seen that when I was a little child. <laughs> Feel old, old black. Yeah. So she's kind of used to it. And, uh, I said, well, what, like, did she just disappear? She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, she just disappeared and went on away. You know, and I said, and that didn't freak you out, Miss Rosa, when a ghost literally just disappeared. She said, oh, no, no, child, I've seen that, you know. Um, so, uh, she ain't got no time for uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got breakfast to cook. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a great cook, too. She really is. So, um, uh, and our another housekeeper, Cynthia, she has been tripped by Lottie. Oh. Oh, you you kind of get the same, you know, because she was a you know a young a young woman, she a child. She like she's a very playful spirit. So she is she's not a, man, a benevolent spirit, benevolent spirit. Um, or wait, what's the word? Bene- benevolent is good, right? Benevolent's good. Malevolent is bad. Malevolent. Okay. Malevolent. She is a, yeah, she's not malevolent. She is benevolent. She is a, a a playful spirit. So she has tripped. Um, Miss Cynthia a couple times. Uh, our other housekeeper, Miss Sharon, uh, she was serving breakfast in the parlor one morning, and all of a sudden, behind her, somebody said, "Good morning," <laughs> and turned around. Nobody was there. Oh my goodness! Uh, so uh, I said, "You know, what did it sound like?" She was like, "She just sounded like a little white girl." <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, you know, those are some of the stories. Um, there's certain rooms that. That uh, you know, she she haunts room one, uh, right off the off the main uh, foyer area. Um, room eleven, definitely. I think room eleven downstairs in the basement was you know, <clears throat> you know, in Savannah, the basement is not the basement like underground basement. It's like the level, you know. So room eleven, that was her room. Uh, so people in there uh, have often said they hear shuffling around in the hallway, like, you know, walking uh, in the hallway and in the room. Uh, she will tickle people's feet in there. Uh, they'll wake up and their feet are being tickled. Um, you would hate that so much. Well, I've already said previously, I'm very fascinated by the paranormal. If any of this stuff ever happened to me, I would move back to North Carolina. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that I agree with you. I mean, like, that's, you know, like I said earlier, you kind of become numb to it. But I mean, like, if I woke up and a friggin' ghost was tickling my feet, like physically touching me, like, I, that would just, like, that, nope. Nah, Time to check yeah. out. Yeah, it could yeah. be worse. I've read some stories about the Marshall House, and it says in certain rooms there that uh, people actually wake up with bite marks on them. So it could always yeah. be worse. <laughs> I've heard that. I've, uh, I used to go by the Marshall House, seeing, you know, uh, that's where Sherman had his hospital set up when he was here. And uh, they found bones there and such uh, in the in the basement. Um, but yeah, in room eight, apparently room eight, I don't know what room eight was, but she, uh, the other... She's been very active the last month. Uh, she pinned somebody down. Somebody couldn't get out of their bed the other day. Oh, goodness. Um, also in room eight, she, uh, a few weeks back, she, um, our, you know, soaps and shampoo and stuff. She took them out of the shower. She put them in a lady's purse. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe that's what the lady told you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I don't know how all these bathrobes and uh, pillowcases and towels in them. Yeah. It must have been the ghost. Yeah, it was a little naughty. Um, and um, there's other times where, 
you know, pe- people's keys go missing and then they're on the, they find them on the dresser. Um, I think there was one lady staying in roommate. They told me that she got out of the shower and there were like, like curly cues, kind of like hair drawings, like all over the, all over the, uh, the bathroom, um, in the mirror, you know, with the steam. Yeah. yeah uh, that's a big note for me. <laughs> exactly. That would freak me out. Um, what else in room three, Oh, also in room eight, there people get the the smell of cherry tobacco, and I have no idea where that's from. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe your uncle smoked it. And uh, in room three, this actually just about two weeks ago, some folks were just uh, in there watching TV, and all of a sudden the window just opened up by itself, and they couldn't get it down. Stuck for like a couple hours and finally it just, you know, they got it down. The, a lot of some of the other chefs will say how they'll come in in the morning, they'll hear pots and pans moving around in the kitchen. Um, and then they're just like, Lottie, you know, like I got to go to work now. And then they, they just talk to her. I mean, they just talk to her like like it's normal. And they, they suggested that's what I do. Um, so I, I have been doing that. Um, they have a, a, a radio uh, in the, in the kitchen. And, uh, sometimes I'll get to work early and I'll just eat, you know, eat a late lunch or something. And, uh, one time I was sitting next to the radio and the radio just, uh, just stopped. I mean, it was on, you know, and it, it just it played a song and then it just stopped. She didn't like your music. 30 seconds. So then just come back on. And I would, you know, at first I would just chop it up to like, maybe the radio station cut out the signal, you know, but I was like, I thought about, it, I was like, first of all, that doesn't happen that often. No. <laughs> and, and secondly, you know, I asked them about, it and they said, oh yeah, she does that. You know, sometimes we'll be run the, the waffle iron and she'll unplug the plug or, you know, or sometimes at night they'll turn off the lights. This is before I was working there. I'm the one, the main one who works at night now. So they'll turn off the lights and close the door, look back and the light will be on. So those are some of the general, you know, things that she does. Now, my personal experience there, since I've been working there the last four months, um, I finally saw a door, the kitchen door, uh, kind of open and close on its own uh, a few weeks back. Didn't bother me that much. I, I, you know, I just like I didn't even realize it was kind of happening until I thought about it, you know, afterward. Um, and also when you, you know, you walk down this narrow, narrow staircase to get to the, the, the downstairs uh, rooms and then there's the sprinkler room on the left, the laundry room on the right. And then at the end of the hall, you have the, the kitchen. So, you know, I'm constantly going back and forth, you know, uh, getting hors d'oeuvres or wine or just whatever, you know, brewing coffee. So I'm just constantly going back and forth. Um, at first, the first, you know, few weeks I would, uh, you know, most of the time I, I get there. If I work the evening shift, I get there. It's like three to eight thirty, uh, three to nine, three to eight thirty. Um, so, Sometimes the, the housekeepers will stay till like around four ish, but you know, normally not after that. So the first few weeks, I would notice that I would go downstairs and the laundry room would be open and the lights on or the sprinkler room. Uh, and I would just chop it up to like, oh, you know, the housekeepers left it open and the light on because sometimes they did do that, right? Um, but then as the weeks went on, I would notice that sometimes it would be, you know, 7 30 at night and, uh, I'll go down there and sure enough, <laughs> you know, the lights on the doors open. Um, and I know I didn't do it. I know the housekeepers were long gone and I know that I had passed by there like an hour earlier and the door was not open and the light was not on, you know? Um, but 
even still that it doesn't really bother me that that doesn't bother me i i just turn the light off close the door you know like it, it really honestly doesn't bother me um are there cameras in this place there are in the parlor or in the foyer and in the kitchen but I not put one in that hallway yeah um and then the, the one time that really got me was actually about maybe a week or two ago i was preparing the dessert and i had it sit there's like a, a metal uh, i i can Brett, if you want i can say i could like just snap a few photos at work tomorrow and send them to you if yeah, you that'd like that'd be great yeah um and there's just like a metal kind of kitchen island in the kitchen. And I had the uh, the dessert ready and I had to go around the corner in the uh, in the, the stock room to, to get something. And I came back out and the dessert was on the sitting on the oven. Oh, and, and, yeah, that was that was that was kind of freaky. But again, it still didn't freak me out that much. I always say I just don't want to see her or hear her. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's what's yeah. happening now. So yeah. um, just curious, since you've been working there four months, what happened to the person before you? Did they actually <laughs> uh, he, see her? <laughs> <laughs> he just, he, no, he just, he just moved on to, moved on to another job, not moved on. To, yeah. L- less haunted <laughs> places, maybe. It yeah, but like a he, place we need to visit. Yeah, we should so definitely stay there. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. You can, I'll give you a tour. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, we'll, we'll we we actually have planned on it. We're we're gonna try to stay at every haunted place in Savannah. We're actually gonna be at the Marshall House in January because that's uh, we're getting room four fourteen, which four eleven or is it four fourteen? I think it's four fourteen, but it's uh, supposed to be the most haunted room there. I want to get room. I don't know if it's two o four, maybe the one at seventeen ninety. Seventeen hundred ninety, where Anna threw herself out the window. Yeah, that's we're trying to get that room. Um, that I story about that. I you know. The, I remember being a, a newbie ghost tour guide and going by there for the first time and looking up and just freaking out by seeing the you know the mannequin they have yeah, in the, the window. doll that's <laughs> up there. And I always thought so. I always thought that it was in a room. I always thought it was in room two hundred four until probably twenty ten uh, summer twenty ten. I was hanging out with some friends really late and and two of my friends they got a uh, they got a room there and you know after all the bars closed we. You know, walk back. So this is three some in the morning. We're taking shots of tequila. You know, hanging out. And I realized I got another friend. I said, "Hey, you know, I come by here, but I've never been around. You want to like snoop around?" He goes, "Yeah, sure." So again, mind you, I always thought that was in a room. It's not. It's actually in a hallway. Have you ever been in there? No. I just assumed it was in that room. Just looking at it from the street view, you know. It's such an old inn where, like, the you go in there and the the stairs are like against like the front of the the building and so you're walking up the stairs and you get to the top stairs you turn the corner and right when you turn the corner it's right there and i didn't <laughs> expect it because i always thought it was in the room and i screamed a couple people like opened the doors i was like sorry sorry yeah, <laughs> sorry about that I, I did not expect this um and uh so yeah and then uh so n- another funny thing about uh, about lottie is that over our, I'll take a, a photo and send it to you tomorrow. Over our ice machine, there's a portrait of a young girl. I don't know if somebody told me this or I just kind of assumed it was Lottie because I'd heard the stories. And in my mind, I was like, oh, that's a picture of a young girl. That's Lottie. So I just, I'd been telling the guests that that's Lottie. Right. Yeah. So when I would leave at night, I would go past and every single night I would leave. I'd say, have a good night, Lottie. Um, and uh, my boss the other day said, apparently it's not Lottie. He was like, Scott, 
you've been telling people this is Lottie, but it's not Lottie. And I was like, what do you mean? That's a you know, little girl. You know, that's Lottie. He goes, no, that's just some old French painting that the old owner. Had. <laughs> he said, I was a tour guide. I'm telling you, it's Lottie. Come on now. Work with me here. Work with so me. So now instead of saying, have a good night, Lottie, when I pass, um, you know, the portrait, I will say right when I am, I'm in the kitchen and I turn off all the lights, I say, have a good night, Lottie. And then I'll, I'll leave. So that's always the last thing I say when I, yeah. Well, they told us when we went to the Zach Bagans Haunted Museum, uh, and there are a bunch of weird things in there. But one of the things they say is the scariest thing. And I don't know if this was for show. It might have been. Probably was. Maybe wasn't. But there's this doll. What was her name? Penny? Peggy? Peggy? Annabelle? Uh, uh, Peggy. <laughs> no, it's not Annabelle. But but it is a doll named Peggy. And um, you, you can look it up. It's It's got a history on it. And it's in its own room. And they say, when we go in this room... You have to walk basically in a circle around it, and you can't stop. You got to walk by it. And they say, "Don't come in here and antagonize the doll." It says when you walk up, say hello, Peggy, and when you walk by, say goodbye, Peggy, because you don't want Peggy coming home with you. So, uh, so nope. I'm sort of looking at it like the same nope. way you're talking about uh, your experience. Say goodbye, Lottie, because <laughs> uh, you ain't coming to my house. Yeah, I, you know, I just, and it's funny because they're all like, "Oh, you'll see." You'll see, you know, and I'm like, don't tell me this. I'm like working the evenings, you know, and uh, and I guess now I, I got her attention. And my always, you know, the thing that kind of comforts me is that she is a, you know, not a mean spirit, you know, even though she was a murderer. <laughs> um, I mean, she's one of the good ones. Is what you're yeah, saying. she's one of the good murderers, you know, um, and uh, I figure, you know, she knows I'm taking care of her house, you know, Yeah. and I, and I know that. Maybe she knows that I don't want to see her. They're also, when I, I when I close down at night, I have to turn the lights off. So I have to go upstairs and turn a, turn the hallway light and like dim the lights. And so when I'm walking back down the stairs, first of all, these stairs, you know, they're old, you know, two hundred year old, one hundred fifty year old stairs, and you know, you can't sneak around on these stairs. Like you hear people walking down. So those are some other stories of how uh, you know old innkeepers had heard somebody walking down and nobody's there and. My my desk is like right there, so I can like look up and maybe Lottie is like looking down on me from from the upstairs. But um, when I when I turn off and dim the lights, I'm walking back down, and we have two big windows um, on the uh, on the staircase overlooking our courtyard, and you can see your reflection as you're walking down. And so I always am like, you know, I, I don't want to see another reflection behind me, please, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of always in the back of my mind. And then you, you joked about my predecessor there. His name was Ty. Um, there's a room, uh, off in the kitchen, like at the end of the hallway in the kitchen, in the storeroom, that is just like a storage room. Now it's kind of like a solarium though. Like if you walk in, it's a solarium right on the side of Whitaker street right there, but it, they used it at like, you know, a quintessential haunted house with like furniture covered in sheets and stuff like that's what's in there now. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so they didn't like jump you in when you came to work there and say, you have to spend the night in this room before no, you can no. work here. Cause that would have been really cool if they did. No, Ty would say that he would take naps down there. So, and I'm like, Nope, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not happening. Oh, and I had, I finally went up to the attic. We were up in the attic yesterday, uh, and, uh, taking the Christmas decorations down and there's an old child, child's rocking horse up there. That's pretty, it doesn't get more creepy than an old child's rocking horse. The only thing yeah. scarier than an old child's rocking horse is a, an old child's rocking chair. And they're, they're both just sitting there yeah. and you're like, yeah, this is not right. Well, 
And there's a couple rooms, like room six, where they have portraits of like a child's face. That's kind of creepy. I'll, I'll take, yeah, I'll take some photos. Seeing it is. So if you were going to stay at the Forsyth Park Inn, mm-hmm. the sole intention of trying to get the most haunted experience you could get, which room do you think would be the one that would uh, be recommended? Probably room 11. Room 11. See if you yes. can book that for my birthday. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll see. It's your birthday. December 27th. We're just, you know, going into town, just spending the night there. I'm gonna, t- I've got a Zoom field recorder, which I'm gonna take yep. in the field and uh, with a battery pack, and we're gonna plug that thing up and just let it record all night long and just see if, see if it picks up anything. You know, all the places yep. we're gonna go. I uh, they so there is a um there is a uh, a binder that we have. They actually did like an official investigation in back in 2017, and there's a binder there in, um, in the foyer, and you know, guests can. You get to chat, and I'm like, here, check out the binder, you know. And um, it's really cool. It dates. It talks about the history, you know. It talks. It has like interviews with the um, with the owners, and apparently Lottie doesn't like our owner, John. Uh oh. Yeah, and to the point where like they've caught an EVP saying like he needs to leave. So oh, apparently, and and I didn't know this. And so like when I had heard about him before I met him, and I you know when I finally met him, he would come by. He wouldn't stay long in the house, and I and I just never. Well, thought I don't blame him. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think anything of it until finally somebody told me that, and I read that, and I was, you know, by the way, I so I didn't even know that that binder and that investigation happened until you know somebody, a housekeeper was like, yeah, you can read about it, and I decided to read it like Halloween night, basically, or around Halloween week. As you're sitting in the room with the coated furniture and in the dark. Are the perfect time. It's like when my mom uh, told me she was uh, pregnant with my brother. She was like, "Yeah, I read The Exorcist or oh. <laughs> Baby or something." Yeah, and I was like, "Why would you do that, mom?" But so, um, but yeah, so that the binder is interesting. But what I find fascinating about it is, so it was a the house was built in 1893. Um, up until the 40s, it was just in family hands, and in the in the 40s, it turned into a boarding house, like apartments. And it was apartments um, all the way up until the 80s, until it was a, a B&B. Um, but it's interesting because they have records. They went back and they went through the history of all the tenants who lived there for those 40-some years. And I guess, you know, it was like, oh, so-and-so in room eight was a, a librarian or so-and-so in room four was a city, worked at City Hall as a clerk or something. You know, So I, I think that's very fascinating to see the history of the people who who lived there. You know, I told you about roommate, the cherry tobacco. It's like, did one of them smoke cherry tobacco? Oh, you know? yeah. So, so it may not have been from Lottie in that group. It uh, could just be a whole separate. Spirit. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and there was one woman who was a widow and she lived there for like 30 years. Um, until finally, you know, one year comes up and her name's not there. So you just assume she passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you know, that's interesting. And then I, I have to admit I hope they're not listening, but or I hope they are for your <laughs> But uh, I did mess with a, go- a guest the other night for the first time. It was some some girls uh, I was telling, and they were actually in room eleven. So uh, <laughs> I I went at, at the downstairs in the in the hallway where the room is. You have to there's a light right over the door right when you go into room eleven, and you dim it at night just to kind of dim the lights. Well, I decided I was going to mess with them, and I dimmed it all the way so it was like kind of dark in their doorway. Yeah. And I I knocked her on the door twice <laughs> and I ran around the corner, and I heard them say hello. <laughs> <laughs> 
and, 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 then, then, and then you come I, up, what you should have done is you should have done that, <laughs> then came back and made them a cup of tea and just set it right at the doorstep and just leave it there and not say anything about it. That's good. That's freaky. I might do that. Yeah. But, and then they were, they were coming to dinner though. And they, like 10 minutes later, they left for dinner and I was like, Oh, how's it going girls? They're like, Hey, we just got a knock for real. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, but I never, I never saw them. They checked out the next morning and I wasn't working. So we gone. Yeah. Well, you gave them an experience that they can remember at least. So yeah. you might ruin the experience for them if they hear the podcast, but Hey, at least then they think they were visited <laughs> by. Like, I knew it was him. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's, that's about all I can think of. I mean, so I guess my journey, I'm still new. My, my experience with Lottie, uh, are just beginning. Um, hopefully, like I said, I just don't want to see her or hear her. Everything else is fair game. So this is the scariest part for Brett. What is the parking situation like if we come and stay there? <laughs> the scariest part it is. He, he it hates is parking and he hates downtown parking. There are literally <laughs> two things I hate more than anything in this world. One of them is parking my car. <laughs> the other one is unformed lines. Yes, he hates. So if, if you're it's at not a place a, and there's not a defined, a defined line, line, it's those two things. He will walk away. Are my greatest fears. <laughs> I got you. No, it's just on street parking. Oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is there like plenty of on-street parking? Well, it's not so much how you park. That's not a problem. Yeah. It's that there is a place to park yeah, is my problem. Like, are we going to have to park yeah. in a garage yeah. and walk half a mile? No, no, no you know, the, uh, you know, I think the far, sometimes I, even though I live right on Forsyth and I, I could just walk over, but most of the time I just get lazy and I drive. Oh. Um, and I'll park. The, I think the, the most I've parked is like a block away. That's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you I, can, I can handle that. Of course, um, you know, it's as long as I can find a place to put my car. See, I'm I'm not worried about the actual act of parking. I mean, I'll do street parking, parallel parking, not a problem. It's the fact that there needs to be a place to park my car. Yeah, that's like whenever we go somewhere, that's like the deal breaker parking. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Looking at the price or the location, it's the parking. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a weirdo <laughs> like that. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, you guys are welcome to come by any, any night I'm working and just, you know, wine and hors d'oeuvres is five to six. Um, and come stop on by, you know, and I'll just show you around that down in our sprinkler room. I joke it's where the movie Saw was filmed because it's it's like <laughs> where the old boiler was. Yeah. And you see the pipes going in into the wall. You can see the old incinerator. Um, that's creepy. One time back in September, the power went out. And I was there by myself, and I had to go down there with nothing but a cell phone. That was creepy because I had to put on a brave face, you know. From <laughs> yeah, no, now, Scott, it ain't no big deal. Here's your cell phone. Here's your candle, and here's your butcher knife. Trust me, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna need all three. And um, uh, yeah, good luck. You know, you just drink some wine, and you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, you, you get enough of that, then you uh, yeah. yeah, you'll be straight up drinking with the ghost. You know. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, one before we go, there was. Uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a family with a kid uh, there in um, room four. Our courtyard is on the side of the house, and room four kind of has a little solarium that overlooks the courtyard. And it doesn't have a balcony, but you can open up the door and just like, you know, see into the courtyard. And this was like a week after Sharon had told me uh, that she had heard. Remember when I told you she heard Lottie say good morning to her? Yeah. This was like a week after she told me this. It was still like fresh in my my mind, right? So I'm walking through the courtyard. I think I'm taking out the trash and I'm walking through the courtyard and it's a lot of overgrown, you know, 
uh, trees and palm, you know, palms and stuff like that. So I, uh, I, I leave the kitchen, I'm going out and I hear somebody, I hear a little kid say, uh, say, uh, good evening, sir. And, um, I, you know, I, I kind of froze cause I was like, Oh God, like, no, this is it. Like Lottie is like, getting me now. And My I time took, has come. Yeah. I took a few more steps and it was that little kid. Uh, a polite he, kid for these days. Yeah, and he was, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, go back in. Like, <laughs> Get out of here. No, it freaked me. You that, almost that got was... roundhouse kick, ghost. <laughs> so we'll, we'll give you some more time there and uh, time to build up some uh, experiences there. And uh, we may come back and revisit the Forsyth Park Inn on a future episode. And uh, I've had a good time talking to you here, and I uh, would love to talk to you about maybe some other places in Savannah that you uh, sure. that you can talk to us about. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'll um I'll also look for some of my old uh, ghost photos from from my tours, and especially the one uh, with the streaks through my face at the old Sorrel Weed House. Um, I got some pretty good ones. I mean, I have I have some that you know look like reflections of like you know little girls' faces or like a demon looking out at you, like. Mm. I got some creepy photos. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in here. And, uh, it was, uh, it was good talking to you. Do you have, uh, anything you'd like to add? You got a social media website, anything you'd like to share with everybody? No, I think, I mean, I think you mentioned the Savannah jams thing. Yeah. Everybody Savannah jams and check that out. Savannah Lots jams. Of- He's a great photographer. He even <laughs> made me look good back when I was playing bass yeah. guitar. Well, you, uh, you, you, you don't need it. You don't need a lot of help because you are you are certainly as a compliment to you. You are certainly one of the more animated bass players. That's exactly uh, what I would describe him as: animated. <laughs> bass That's players, not the terms you use. <laughs> bass That's players a nice get a bad one. rap, uh, you know, for being just the bass. No, I the thing that I love that you do, Brett, is that stance that you do where you like to wide stance. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Crystal? Yes. You face drummer, you face Robbie. Yeah, like, get it? yeah, like so. And I, and I love that purple guitar, uh, oh, yeah. the, the purple bass that you have, and the way it's like the so finish. Understated, huh? It yeah. reminds me. For some reason, it reminds me of like a '90s, like like the Panther, like Billy. Uh, uh, what was that movie with uh, the guy? What's his nuts from uh, Titanic? Uh, Billy. Uh, he Billy Zane. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I do. <laughs> yeah, I, do I do like to keep it low key. No, he so. was in a movie called The Panther. I think, and that purple style with the with that that you know the hints of sparkles. It reminds me of like that. Anyway, <laughs> well, I'm surprised we didn't end up being ghosts, me and Robbie, because you know I, I don't know how many of our shows you saw where we did this, but when we both went wireless, I was walking around the streets of Tabby with Robbie, and we were like in the middle of the road soloing and stuff. And yeah, I've seen that one of, one of the one of the first shows I saw you guys at Tybee uh, was when he had the bucket. And remember, those two <laughs> girls were like shaking their ass in front of him. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much describes most of our shows, though. So yeah, yeah that's why Crystal's always there to keep an eye on. That is it. Yeah. Well, they, the well, they certainly ain't going to be coming after me when <laughs> Robbie's there. So you know, that's not really a concern for her. Right. Yeah. yeah, but no, you guys are great. I, I I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on. Thanks so much for uh, being on with us. And uh, yeah. yeah, we look forward to uh, talking to you again soon, ma'am. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And so that's going to bring us to the portion of our episode that we like to call Layla and Coffee Talk. So what did these maniac beasts do this week? 
Well, they helped us get the Christmas tree, and it's Coffee's first Christmas with us, and she was really excited about all the boxes coming in and all the decorations going up. And surprisingly, she hasn't destroyed any of it yet. I'm about to say she's a, yet. she's a huge fan of destroying things. She is. What did she destroy this week? Anything? I'm not remembering anything specific that she destroyed, but she did make our dog Layla look like she was destroyed in a mud pie. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were outside having a play fight. Yeah. Play fight. In quotation marks. <laughs> And now Layla looks like she is a little piglet. She's got dirt all over, and I took a close-up picture of her snout, and it looks like a little pig nose. And she's just a she's just a mess, and she needs a bath, and she hates baths. So yeah, Coffee on the other hand absolutely loves water. She's a water dog. We're gonna take her to Hilton Head one week, and I think that's probably gonna be a very entertaining. Oh yeah, we'll have experience. to get some video of that. She's gonna love it. It's gonna be crazy. Thank you for listening this week. You can find us online at scarysavannahandbeyond.com or scarysavannah.net. Remember to give us a call at 912-406-2899. That's 912-406-2899. We're on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look up the username at Scary Savannah. And you can also find us on Patreon where you can help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash scary savannah while you're there make sure you rate us because that's how we get moved up in the searches yes so whatever podcast player you're using itunes whatever so whatever you prefer it doesn't matter what you listen to your podcast through i'm personally a fan of the overcast app but wherever you're at make sure to like subscribe if you haven't already and if you can give us a rating uh do a do a little write-up about it we would really love review that. i think that's called we'll call it a review <laughs> yes that's the technique. you rate it with the stars hopefully five of them and then you can review it exactly so thanks so much for listening this week and that just leaves one more thing join us next time in savannah where the ghosts and the good times live on